and welcome back to the Football Fools podcast. So we're going to move over and talk about the Sunday games. Uh, the, the first one that we've got going on Sunday afternoon at 11 o'clock, we're going to see the Baltimore Ravens facing off with the Tennessee Titans. And this game is going to take place in Nashville. So w- one thing with me that, that's surprising in this game, uh, on the matchup predictor for ESPN, it has the Ravens as having a 63% chance to win this game. So uh, a little bit surprising to me. I know they're the favorite. Uh, this is one where I would take the underdog uh, to go ahead and spoil that right away. I, I think that Henry is just a nightmare for the Ravens and a nightmare in the playoffs. Uh, the Titans offense is really good. Their defense is not great by any stretch or measure. Uh, so, so maybe this one turns into a high-scoring game. Don't think it's crazy that Baltimore could win it, but I, it, it's confusing to me how they're the favorite on this one. Uh, so, how do you agree with that one, Justin? Or uh, I could guess where you might would be on this this side. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the wide receiver turned quarterback out of Texas A&M, Ryan Tannehill, all day. Okay, for one, just got to get that in there. Um, but. Another thing, I, I just don't understand the lines. What's the spread on this? Uh, one of you guys, anybody have it up? It, or, was, look? it was three and a half when I looked at it early because I already bet the Titans side of the spread because I, I figured at worst they would lose by three. That's fair. I, I, I bet the money line already. So, uh, yeah, if you are a gambling, gambling folk out there, um, definitely take the Titans on this one. They've proven already a couple years uh, in a row now, this year, earlier when they played, and then last year in the playoffs – when Tannehill uh, sent Baltimore and Lamar Jackson home packing early. Um, Lamar gets frustrated to have said that already. It's, just, it's in his character. Um, Tannehill, nothing phases that guy. Really, really stout in the pocket. And um, I just think, yeah, like you said, Derrick Henry's a nightmare for the nightmare matchup for the Ravens. I don't care how good their defense is. I think uh, Titans all the way on this one. All right. What, what about you, Mark? Um, I agree with Justin. I think the Titans are going to win. Uh, so the way I look at it is both teams have good running games. Um, I think J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson kind of equal one Derrick Henry, especially if you add their weight together and size. It's kind of <laughs> close. Uh, I don't think either team has that great of a defense. I do give the edge to the Ravens, but I think the quarterback edge goes to Ryan Tannehill. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Titans. I think he's gonna be the difference in that game. Okay. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, I don't. I actually got asked this question to, tonight at work, uh, and like like a fellow podcaster uh, told me recently, I like to say I am a full time podcaster. I dabble in a little bit of a uh, United Parcel Service. Uh, shout out. <laughs> Hopefully, the stock goes up. Um, but yeah, I think so. A guy asked me this night, and I said. I told him I, Lamar Jackson puts up points, and he goes, "Yeah, but can they stop the run game?" And I go, "I don't know. Can the Titans stop the run game? It's going to be a running uh, bonanza, man. It's going to be crazy, and this will be a great game." I, Lamar Jackson puts up points. I, I, I don't know, but if I'm a gambling man, I, I you got to take Tennessee plus three and a half. Uh, I do. I like the Titans. I, I, I think, uh, but then I look at Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and they can put up 40. So it's like, 
I don't know. So, but I, I think I'll go Titans if I'm making the decision. So yeah. another thing with the Titans is that from last year when they did beat Lamar, and then again, like I said, they already beat him this year uh, once during the season, during the regular season. Um, they haven't really lost anybody. Uh, I mean, Jarrell Casey went to the Broncos, but Lamar is not running down the center. So I don't know how big of a difference that makes, you know, Jarrell um, Casey is a lot of things. And he's a great, he's a five-time pro bowler, but he is not Shelby Harris. So he's not going to be running down Lamar Jackson on the to the side. Okay. You just won't. Shelby Harris is the only defensive tackle that'll do that. Um, and you'll see that if you watch the tape, but uh, in, in my opinion, the well actually would you guys just say that jk dobbins and lamar are almost as good as derrick henry statistically they're not jk dobbins had 800 rushing yards this year and lamar just went over a thousand so combined they actually don't have as many rushing yards as uh, as derrick henry oh uh, justin i wasn't talking about stats i was just talking about size like if you add both their weight together oh they okay might gotcha. one day henry yeah, Derrick Henry's un- ungodly, but yeah, I just don't uh, see that this being upset. Like, I everybody knows I'm a Lamar Jackson hater, but uh, they've already beat him twice and been in, in, in this game, so I just don't see it happening uh, this year round. Yeah, and I'll I'll bring this up because you just said the thing about the them be- being in Baltimore twice, uh, that being mm-hmm. the Titans. So th- this is a frequent thing that's brought up, and it's usually in the same year. But I, I feel like this is a misunderstanding. So people are like, it's really hard to beat the same team three times in a row. It's really hard to do that. I've said that about that I didn't want Pittsburgh to play Baltimore. You know? So I'm pretty sure the stats are actually <laughs> the opposite on this. I'm pretty sure if you beat somebody two times in the regular season, they also have a winning record against them in the postseason. Because, I mean, it means you're better than the other team. In the NFL, if you can beat somebody three times in a row, you have you have their number. You're better than them. But I, I will say, just to be a little bit of a devil's advocate here, we're all picking Tennessee. So maybe by default, does that make the Ravens the the nobody believes in us team? Uh, no, because they're favorite. They, they they can be. They, there's no reason they couldn't win. You know, it's not like it's a ten percent or twenty percent chance. The Ravens could make. They could win the AFC, and don't ever put this out there, guys. Hopefully, you erase this comment I'm making because I don't ever want <laughs> to hear it. But uh, yeah. the Ravens are dangerous. They're, they're dangerous. They they can for sure win games, and they can score points and win. They're not a they're not the Browns, you know. Well, speaking of scoring points, uh, I wanted to bring this one up. So the Ravens have won their last five games entering the playoffs, and their points scored last five games. Uh, most far away to most recent. They scored 34, 47, 40, 27, 38. Yeah. Now, they they played basically all garbage teams other than the Browns, but they're on a winning streak. They're feeling good. So maybe that's the justification for the line here. I I would still go Tennessee because ultimately – on this this one, I'm just on the side of Lamar's going to have to prove me wrong before I'm a believer on this one. So that that's got to happen first. So, like you just said, uh, they did win their last five games, and I think you said something about the Browns. That was the closest game they had. That was 47 to 42. They did lose to so the other four teams that they beat in this five game stretch uh, were all top top ten picks in the draft this year. So you got the Cowboys, the Giants. 
the Bengals, and the uh, Jaguars. So those are the four teams they beat, four out of the five they beat going into this last stretch of the season. Uh, and the two games before that, the sixth game back and the seventh game back, week 11 and 12, they lost to the Tennessee Titans, a playoff team, who they are playing. Uh, and it was by less than a touchdown, so it wasn't crazy. It wasn't a blowout. And they also lost to the Steelers, um, as Ryan might recall and remember, uh, by five points. So yeah, I just I don't see like – yesterday. And I always say good teams blow out, you know, that they blow out the teams they're supposed to blow out. Um, you don't want to see a close game, you know, with the Ravens and like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they put, they put up 40 points on it, 40 to 14. I just don't, uh, when they play good teams though, they're very flat footed. It looks, if you can take away Lamar and it looks like the good teams are able to do that. Um, it, it, it changes the, the Ravens uh, offense as a whole. <clears throat> yep. I mean, I, so with this game, let's do a, a little bit on the injuries and then we, we can do our coaching matchup again. Yeah. So for injury report on this one, I'll just go through the, the whole thing, at least for people who are out or relevant ones, questionable. So for the Ravens, no Yannick Ngakwe, uh, no Willie Sneed, no Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey is questionable. For the tight ends, doesn't seem nearly as bad. So, A.J. Brown's questionable, but haven't heard a lot, so I'd expect him to play. And then apparently their center is out, Brewer, and a linebacker, Roberson. So, doesn't seem like the tight ends have a ton of injury issues coming into this one. Yeah, I assume A.J. Brown will play probably regardless. The Humphreys one is, the, I think, the, the standout. Uh, to me, they they already won a lot of games before Yannick and Gakwe got there, so he's more of a depth at this point. I feel like, even though he is a starter on most teams, I think the Marlon Humphreys one is the biggest uh, got the biggest exclamation point yep. on it for me. And, and if that's in addition to Jimmy Smith, uh, then yeah, true, your, your secondary against a really explosive offense and Henry that could be a, a pretty poisonous mix. Exactly. So, uh, all right. So what what about the coaching matchup here, uh, Ryan? So. John Harbaugh versus Mike Vrabel. Who you got? Uh, man. John Harbaugh, but Vrabel's so good. I Push. Well, that's I, the it, easy way out. I know that's the easy way out. They're both good. Uh, I, I hate – I don't want to say this, but I – I, I think uh, Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry. God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, I didn't know what to say. I But Vrabel. And, I see that. You, you know what the problem is? And I'll tell you guys the problem. Here it is. Come. I'm laying it on the table. Okay. Ryan Tannehill. I just do not believe in him. How I, can you not? I believe in the Titans. I believe in Tennessee Titans. I, li- I like De- Derrick Henry so good. Ryan but, Tannehill is the Tennessee Titans. But Ryan Tannehill, I just don't – I picture him in Miami, and I just – he's garbage, and I don't believe in this greatness of Ryan Tannehill all of a sudden. I just – I don't buy it. And uh, I don't buy it at all. And I think I, – I hate Baltimore. But and but I just think Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, I, I, I think the coaching matchup's there. I think you got to – like I said earlier in the podcast – you got to have the uh, coaching matchup with the quarterback. And I think Lamar and Harbaugh have it. So Ryan Tannehill, I just do not like. I don't think he's great. 
but Vrabel knows how to coach. There's no doubt about it. But it's also John Harbaugh. He's been there before. He's been in the Super Bowl. He's uh, he's he's good. You know, he he is good. What what do you got, Mark? One, I'd like to just say that I really love that Ryan. Um, one, I love seeing Ryan's hate on Ryan's. Um, <laughs> it's just like bottom feeders, you know, fighting. And so I always yeah. love that. Uh, yeah. And then I also love that he had to compliment uh, the Ravens, which I know how much he hates. Yeah. So it was just a great segment for me. Um, but I love both these coaches. I really do. I think they're both great coaches. I like their attitudes. Um, I like the way they coach. But I'm going to go to the classic deciding factor and go with Vrabel because I feel like he would win in a fight. And that's how <laughs> I want to decide who, who I think the edge goes to. But because... you know Harbaugh's bringing his brother. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You know, you fight one Harbaugh, you fight them all. But uh, I think Vrabel could take both of them. You know, they're kind of – the Harbaugh's <laughs> are kind of tiny dudes. They may be scrappy yeah. and, and have some attitude, but I don't think they would win. They're quarterbacks. They're weak. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Who do you pick on this one, Justin? Um, I like, the, you know, generally I'll go with like the experience, the veteran, and Harbaugh's been there and won a Super Bowl. But uh, Vrabel was only a game away last year. And it's only his, you know, what is his third year as a head coach? Dude's made some strides with a, with a team that, uh, first of all, had their starting quarterback switched out. Uh, midway through season last year, he took him to the to the AFC. Uh, they, wait, was it the championship game? Why am I blanking? It was right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't I wasn't sure if I was going crazy. Yeah, they were one game away from the Super Bowl, and uh, for a third year coach or second year coach at the time with a quarterback who only played, um, well, I guess he played half the season, but uh, that everybody had kind of cast off, cast aside. It's it says a lot, and uh, Harbaugh is almost like a like a steady playoff court you know playoff uh, coach every single year so he's definitely got the experience but i like the young the the newer coach Vrabel's played in super bowls himself not as a coach but uh i got i i just i just love the the matchup this year this uh this side of the ball on uh as far as coaches i'm sorry and uh like i said tennessee's beaten him twice already teams haven't changed too much and i just think uh Vrabel's gonna find a way to do it again and upset the uh the ravens for the second year in a row Yep, I, I guess we're we're gonna have, I guess, compared to what people would conventionally think, an upset on this one because I'm actually gonna go Vrabel too. Uh, initially, I was thinking Harbaugh, but uh, like he's won the Super Bowl, so it's hard to go against that. But at the same time, the NFL is a "What have you done lately for me?" league, mm-hmm. and that like the Ravens, they look really great when they play terrible teams, but. They're not beating winning teams. And Mike Vrabel, and his, like Justin was saying, in his short tenure in Tennessee, they've been a lot of really legitimate teams. So I, I think that, that Vrabel right now has done more lately. And like his, his roster is, is good too, but I don't think his roster is quite as good as Harbaugh's had the last couple of years. Yeah, they, they've outachieved them. So I'm going to go Vrabel on that one too. So uh, that I guess I'll wrap us up for the first game on Sunday. Let, let's move over to one that's surely going to have Mark's interest. And uh, we have the GOAT, Mitch Trubisky, going against New Orleans Saints. Uh, eight and eight Bears made the playoffs. It, it seemed like that, that you would have a – you wouldn't have two teams that didn't have a winning record in the NFC playoffs, but that, that's what we wound up with this year. 
Um, as far as the matchup predictors going, it's given the Saints a 79% chance to win this game. Heavy favorite. Bears are plus 400 money line. So, Mark, tell us how the Saints managed to screw this one up. <laughs> so, I've been thinking about it, right? And we've lost in the wild card. We've lost in the divisional round. We've lost in the NFC Championship. What we haven't done yet is lost into the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> I don't think we lose this one this week. I think we save our choke for the Super Bowl. So, I'm actually going to tease a little bit on how that may happen. And let's just say it involves a victory formation, a fumble, and a touchdown by the defense. Just just <laughs> let that play in your minds a little bit and mull it over, and I will explain more before the Saints play in the Super Bowl. Put your bets in on that, Jesus. Uh, right now, I think it has like 250 to 1 odds in Vegas. I'm in. Five bucks. What, what's up? What's the two fifty? It's two fifty to one that uh, Drew Brees will fumble a victory formation snap, and it will be returned for a touchdown by the defense. Oh, that that's good odds. If uh, the postseason happened two hundred fifty times, I, I don't think that'd happen. So you you know you might might as well go for it. Yeah, Why that's not? definitely gonna be the way the Saints would lose for sure if they do. So, uh, I I do have the the injury report on hand for this one. Um, So it looks like players listed for the saints. And I I went over to, to actually the just new Orleans saints site because I was getting confused by the ESPN one. I wasn't sure. Uh, Mark, I guess you're the, the saints fan. So what's the status on Michael Thomas? Uh, So Michael Thomas will be playing. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, he, he said a while ago that he was going to be ready to go, that he was feeling fine. They actually oh, okay. thought he could have came back for week 17. Um, why risk it? But they didn't want to risk it, obviously, so that's why they put him on the injured reserve so there was no way he could come back early and hurt himself. Huh. Um, and then another update on Alvin Kamara. Tonight he posted, see you Sunday, uh, nice. which makes me think he is confirmed to play. Um as far as it goes, some of the other key injuries we had were Taysom Hill with a concussion. He was a full participant today at practice, as was uh, Marcus Williams with an ankle injury. That's a big key to our defense. Um, unfortunately, Trey Hendrickson, who is tied for second in the league with sacks with all-time great Aaron Donald uh, at 13 and Ooh. a half sacks for the season, uh, did not participate today. His neck was acting up again. Uh, so oh. he sat out. Um, and then also one of our guards, uh, Nick Easton, who has been very hit or miss this year, uh, he did not participate yesterday or today with a concussion. What about future Hall of Famer Adam Troutman? Is he good to go? Oh, he's 100% ready. Good to go. He's a sleeper for this game. I think he's going to be the key to victory for sure. 100%. I mean, that's Game obvious, over. right? Game over. Uh, Super obvious to go with him for the key to victory. It doesn't matter how bad Drew Brees plays. As long as yeah. he gets the ball to Troutman, we win. Whether he's blocking um, or catching, he's the key. But, uh, John, have you taken a look at the Bears injury report? It, I'm looking at it right now. It is brutal. So <laughs> I think there's like 19, 20 players on this. Yeah. Like, like a, lot of, a lot of them 
a lot of the Bears players did practice today, but as far as their did not practice, so we have Darnell Moody, I would say surprisingly good yeah. first year wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cordero Patterson, however, his stuff's personal, so I feel like he might, by by the time it's Sunday, I don't know the issue, but I feel like he'll probably play if it's if it's just that. Um, not to minimize anything, but then uh, Roquan Smith has not practiced. He did not practice Wednesday, did not practice today. Um, Jalen Johnson, first-year corners, limited, limited practice today. And also, uh, so look, if you just look at the practice schedule, it's not as concerning, but then you see the injury and it gets concerning. So, Justin, you'll like this one. Mm. Uh, Allen Robinson was a full participant in practice on Wednesday, and on Thursday he did not practice, and his injuries listed as hamstring. Oh, that's a bummer right before the playoffs, man. Poor guy. He's going to be a Bronco in a couple of years. That, I, I would like that one, but, but yeah, so the Bears are it, – it's got to be really concerning. Like, their offense has actually been doing really great the last month or so heading into this game, but – I like it's one of the weird things. Like some teams, you hear about every single injury and you know everything, and it's like I don't feel like I've heard anything about the the Bears being decimated until I just looked at that report myself. Yeah, maybe 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 they know more than we do and just aren't putting too much stock into it. Or maybe yep. uh, they're actually being honest with their injury report because everybody knows <laughs> once you hit the playoffs, everybody's banged up. Everybody yeah. has minor little injuries. And it seems like they listed every single one with a hundred percent like accuracy. Yeah, um, because there's at least fifteen players on here who participated in practice, fully participated, and are still on the injury report. So I, maybe, I think it's one of those. Maybe things. they're just not weak. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're they're tough. They want to show how tough they are by listing all the injuries they have. <laughs> He has a bruised toenail, okay? Take take it seriously. It's also just a scapegoat for if they lose, but if they win, they're going to be like, look at all the players that were hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody believes in the Bears. Yeah, exactly. But when uh, when Kyle Fuller decides to tip a, a ball and then Eddie Jackson comes in the back and picks six in the last drive for the Saints to come down and win it, uh, we'll, we won't be talking about their injuries. We'll just be talking about the crazy upset play that happened. It, it would be an upset because Alvin Kamara had as many touchdowns in one game as the Bears leading touchdown catcher Allen Robinson had all season. Oof. So, uh, so I, I don't feel like it's, it's – it's, surely it's got to be a sweep on this one, but so we'll go quick unless someone has a crazy opinion. Coaching matchup in this game, uh, I'll be quick. Sean Payton. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! Say, I was like, you're gonna tell, you're gonna ask who's next. Uh, yeah, Sean Payton, no questions. Matt Nagy sucks. Ryan, oh, Sean Payton. This game's a blowout. Mark, I'm definitely going Sean Payton. All right, so that 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 went as expected. Uh, so I I don't have the spread pulled up for the this game. So uh, let let's take a, a look at it from from that perspective. To Saints see. by a ten. It's Saint, yeah, it's Saints ten. <laughs> oh wow, that that's massive. But with all, 
I would keep. I wouldn't bet it right now. I would keep watching the injury report, and if a lot, if Allen Robinson and Roquan Smith don't play, I would probably bet the Saints to cover that one. Yeah, it's probably safe, but so I, I think it's Saints forty-five to seventeen. Wow. <laughs> okay, so Saints rolling this one. I mean, it, like the the Bears offense, it it's been good, but. It's still hard to trust Montgomery, and if if Robinson's even limited, it's got to be hard to see Chicago scoring a lot of points. Like maybe they win a defensive low-scoring game if they pull an upset, but it's just hard to see on this one. So I guess that's gonna any any final takeaways on this one, or should we go on to our final playoff game of the weekend? No, in my opinion, that's oh sorry, good. I was just going to say, I'd take the over. It's 47 and a half. I, like I said, I think 45-17. If it's 35-17, that still covers. Yep. Uh, 47 and a half, take it. Well, and, and the Saints offense has shown, like, if they get hot, they're going to cover that. Like, they could come close to covering that themselves. Yeah. I so, think this is it, the most sure lock of the weekend, honestly. I think a lot of the other games could go really either way. Um, I think Buffalo is probably the second biggest lock, but I think this this game's the biggest lock. Even though I said okay, Chicago's going to beat the first team they play. Let Let's do that right quick. So Justin's biggest lock is the Saints. My biggest lock is the Seahawks. What about you, Mark? Uh, the Bills. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? My biggest lock's definitely the Buccaneers. Minus eight. Over Over the Steelers, even. Well, the Steelers Buccaneers, Mark. The Buccaneers, not the Browns. Come on. But well, you he, would still be picking the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, you're, oh, you're saying the Steelers game. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I thought you were messing with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like betting on the Steelers uh, because I know their offense is bad. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough. So, so you would be most starting a Buccaneers without jinxing your team or anything. Yeah, if, yeah. If I'm, it's not even about jinxing. It. I'm just being honest with myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think – yeah, I would gladly take the Buccaneers spread and I'd take Browns plus six. <coughs> all right. Well, in- interesting. We have – we so I guess we all have different teams. So, maybe maybe that could be a football fools type of parlay there. Yeah, there you go. So, all right. Um, any other takeaways on the, the Bears or Saints are ready to move on to the – Browns versus Steelers. Let's do the last one, man. This All one. right, let, let's do it. So we got Cleveland coming into the playoffs, first time since 2002. Uh, impressive season for them, but I, I guess main storyline's got to be they're not even going to have their coach. So got got to be really hard to, to see them having a, a big chance. However, the spread for this game is only six from what I'm looking at right now. Um, and the Browns are a plus 225 favorite on the money line. So doesn't seem like Vegas is showing the Steelers a lot of love in this one. So, Ryan, give, give us some takes on how you feel you would see this one playing out, and then we'll get a little more into the injury report for this game. Yeah, I know I just said uh, Browns plus six, but I definitely didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think the Steelers – we uh like like you said the Browns aren't their head coach uh they're hurting real bad uh, I think Pittsburgh pulls it off 
uh, easily. Uh, there's no fans there, which is kind of lame. Um, but yours truly, double F P journalist intern, will be there covering live in Pittsburgh, Heinz Field. Uh, I yeah, Pittsburgh. Uh, they cover <clears throat> minus six. They blow them out. It's not close. Baker Mayfield will be sacked. You heard it here first. Just once? Four or oh. four or more times. By yours truly, Ryan Stiver. <laughs> the Waffles Podcast. Well, TJ Watt's got to be rested up, so he, he's got to be ready to bring some pressure on him. TJ Watt's rested. Ben Roethlisberger rested. Uh, these guys are ready to go. I... They tear them up, man. I don't. I don't think it's going to be close. I think. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh offense is really not that great. Let's be honest with everyone. Obviously, uh, we're not going to. We're not going to put up forty-five points. But the thing with Pittsburgh, it's always dirty, snot-nosed football. That Ron Rivera look we were talking about. That has been Pittsburgh football for a long, long, long time. And I think. Uh, I don't think I know. That's what that's what they bring to the table. They do what it takes to win. They're not going to be fan. They're not fancy. They've never been a fancy team. We're not. We're not Pat Mahomes and Tyree Kill. We don't. Maybe we were that way for a minute with Ben to Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. But uh, when they were healthy for the whole three games together, <laughs> uh, but they, that's we're not like that. We do what it takes to win. It's dirty. It, it's it's not fun football it's 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 boring it's really boring. Oh, you beat me i was gonna say i think the I, word you're looking for is boring it's it, it is really boring football and people probably don't like it but if you're in the cold weather and it's gonna be cold it's gonna be 30 degrees it's gonna be buffalo bills type football up there this weekend we're, we're blessed with two great games um it's it's gonna be nice and it, it it's not gonna <laughs> It, 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 it's not going to be a fun game to watch for the last uh, wild card, super wild card weekend, but it's it's going to be a dirty football win, and that's what Pittsburgh is going to do. Uh, I think it's going to be more, by more than six. It'll probably be by seven. All right. Well, let me ask. Let me ask. The, let me ask the three of you guys a question. Then one word each. Okay. One word. I'm bad at it, but one word. Uh, one word to describe the. Steelers offense, and then right after, one word to describe the Browns offense. Uh, Ryan, go. Uh, am I doing Pittsburgh offense? Pittsburgh offense, then Browns offense. Pittsburgh offense. Non-consistent. Inconsistent. There you go. <laughs> Browns offense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Browns? Browns offense. Inconsistent. <laughs> 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 All right. uh, I'll go. I'm going to say lethargic and, oh. and dangerous for the Browns. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. You heard me. Uh, Nick Chubb running game, Kareem Hunt. You know, I think that's going to be. They're not, they're not going to run all over Pittsburgh, Justin. Yeah, but they still have an option too. That's the thing. You guys, you don't, you don't have the no, luxury. They, of they, don't ha- they don't have an option. They're not going to run all over Pittsburgh. I just said you were lethargic. Go on. Okay, Mark, go ahead. Sorry. Ooh, this is tough. Um, for the Steelers, I would just say off. 
right. It's not the Steelers Browns. offense we're used to with Big Ben, you know, when he's actually healthy. So I would just yeah. say off, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And Browns, a mystery. Because you never know which one you're going to get. Are you going to get the hot Baker Mayfield offense? Or are you going to get the Browns' typical offense? How dare you? They're in the playoffs. Hey, and can, can, can I give you guys – and Justin, you're right. They're not going to show up. Um, <laughs> can I give you guys a good this, – this is good. and We want to talk about injury report. Is Joe Hayden going to be off the COVID list? Because he is an important factor. So I, I don't think he's on it. I was doing <laughs> trying to do a little research on the the Browns do out like like I think Ronnie Harrison's out with on the COVID list. They have a couple guys out, but <clears throat> he wasn't on the thing I just read. Yeah, as far from what I read today, Joe Hayden's the only one left on the COVID list unless he came off it within the last seven hours. Well, also, you heard it here first, James Harrison is also not playing for the Steelers this year. No breaking way. news. <laughs> yeah, yes. so he also so, will not be there. So I, I have my adjectives for the offenses. How can we forget? So for the Steelers, I would go stale. Ooh, uh, not not what where you'd want to be. And for the Browns, I would say lackluster. Okay. Um, but so that they have the Browns have pieces that would make it seem like the potential's there for an explosive offense, but they clearly want to play on a certain script and and grind games out. Like e- every now and then, like they've exploded and have had games where they've scored a lot of points, but it, it's been pretty like schizophrenic. So they, uh, just looking at their schedule here. They've had games where their offense has been on, and they've scored 49 points, 41 points, 42 points. And then they've had games where they've scored 6, 7, 6, 10, and 16 against the Jets. So uh, I I think mystery is a really good summary for that, too, that that Mark gave. You you don't know what you're going to get here. so, so overall, like I, I guess I would still go Pittsburgh in this game, uh, especially with the Browns not having their coach. It, it's just going to be like no, no point in doing the the coaching matchup here if uh, most people probably can't even name who's going to be coaching the Browns this weekend. So, uh, going to go ahead and and go with Tomlin there, uh, and I, I'm seeing Pittsburgh take this one. Might be ugly. Probably will be ugly. It's a Sunday night game. Um, don't think it's going to be high scoring at all, but I do see Pittsburgh prevailing. The spread being six, I, I think Pittsburgh covers and gets the win. What's the spread you guys said? Six. Oh yeah, I'm going to take. Uh, I'm taking the Browns still. Not a Steeler hater, just like the Browns this year. Okay, about time they get in. Uh, I'm going to do 21-17 Browns. Browns by four. Wow. Yeah. So. So yeah, yeah, Browns and the Washington team upsetting. Yeah, you heard it here. Go ahead and parlay that. You gotta have some pretty good odds. I already did. And w- with an extra add to that parlay, you may not know, Football Fools podcast listeners, we do have a sports book coming up, and you will be able to bet on whether or not. Ben Roethlisberger gets under center and says, dilly, dilly. (laughs) 
before the Broncos he did that when Peyton Manning was in the Super Bowl. It was the thing with Omaha, and that was like <laughs> the one game ever that they didn't use it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's minus one ten for Big Ben to say uh, "dilly dilly" once in the game. It's gonna right. happen. You you heard it here. Throw that in the parlay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, right. Also, I parlayed. Uh, sorry, I, I did a I did a, a like a seven way parlay this weekend. I think I took a uh, Buff Seahawks, Washington, Tennessee, who's technically an underdog, uh, Saints, and Cleveland, and then I also parlayed them with uh, Bama. So, you want to make some real money, you bet that seven-way parlay, because it's a for-sure thing. (laughs) I've never been more certain, ever. So, uh, yeah, take it to the bank, seven-way parlay. Mortal lock. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mortal lock. Yeah, uh, three underdogs and uh, three favorites, or four favorites, excuse me. Take it to the bank. Perfect. So, uh, do you guys – I guess we're we're close to finished on this game. Do you guys have any – quick little gambling advice for the playoff weekend mm, yeah uh mine was bet uh oh i forgot to say it on last week's or on last or earlier week's pod um bet two and this is actually from john so i'm just taking really his what i've seen him do uh two first t- first touchdown scores um this week obviously you're gonna go with like henry or lamar so whichever side of the the coin you land on that one, you could probably take Lamar Jackson or Derrick Henry to be the first touchdown scorer of that game. And that's kind of vague. Uh, and then I might take uh, Josh Allen as the first touchdown scorer of the Buffs game. Um, yeah, if you parlay like two first touchdown scores together, just a first touchdown score in general is like usually pretty, pretty outstanding odds. But if you parlay two of them together, I mean, you're about to be rolling in money if you hit both of them. Uh, you could put, you know, 10 bucks down, probably win, I don't know, 600 or something stupid okay so and, and I, I would guess especially with the playoffs teams aren't going to mess around like you're you don't want the ball to go to your best guys so i can see that yeah exactly so uh i mean of course whatever you feel most comfortable with like brian's or brian ryan's probably going to bet uh like nick chubb to score first because he knows that his team's not going to score so um oh also another gambling advice maybe put a steelers touchdown defensive touchdown on there probably pretty good odds Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Ryan? I think you have $100 to blow. I know you guys do. You got your stimulus checks this week. <laughs> you need to put $100 on Eric Ebron to score. It's plus 210. And Buccaneers minus eight. $100 wins you $595.20. You take it to the bank right here. Football's fool's fuck. Ah, podcast. Wait, double F. Would that like be maybe a buy-in? That is Ryan's buy-in. <laughs> you heard it here first. Eric Ebron to score anytime during the game. And Buccaneers minus eight Saturday evening. You heard it here first. Football's Fools podcast. <laughs> double FP. <laughs> All right. So. My, I guess my gambling advice for the it, it kind of piggybacks on my advice from last week. So you should bet against bad quarterbacks in the playoffs. If you want to do a parlay, if you want to do a big one, do a round robin where it includes all the combos, or if you just want to do some different versions. So think of the quarterback matchups this weekend. I feel like it's pretty obvious who's the better one in pretty much all of them. 
except for you you could argue the the Ravens and Titans, but Lamar does have an MVP. However, uh, so you've got Phil Rivers and Josh Allen. So no contest. Mm-hmm. Wolford Wolford Goffey versus Russell Wilson. Tom Brady versus maybe Alex Smith and Jackson. So maybe that one's a stay away. I think that's probably the closest. Trubisky versus Drew Brees. Baker versus Big Ben. So it, try to parlay the, the quarterbacks that have the advantage there because it's playoffs. That's what's going to matter. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, any so gambling advice for you, you, Mark? The official Football <clears throat> Fools podcast gambling advice and our picks for the 16 parlay this week are bills seahawks bucks Titans, saints steelers and if you didn't hear it earlier we're about 80 percent on the year so those are pretty good odds that uh you win this money can't argue with that can't argue with results yeah, we we don't have to back our results on here. It's the great great thing about it. So yeah, exactly. What if we if we verified it, it, it might be a little bit higher though. So you, you guys make sure to go ahead and uh, throw down all the money you can possibly afford on our picks this weekend. Mortgage your house on our picks. Remor- yeah. <laughs> Reverse mortgage it. You, it it's, a, it's a great idea. We're we're not fiduciarily responsible for any of this though. Yeah, exactly. Bet at your own risk, so, but it's pretty solid. You're about to win. Okay, perfect. So, guys, any any like closing takeaways for for Wild Card Weekend or I, yeah? I guess- so th- this week, Wild Card Super Weekend, you have you'll have uh, John in Buffalo for the Bills game reporting. Mark in New Orleans, Louisiana, reporting for the Saints game. Justin Leva reporting for the Washington Bucks football game in Washington, D.C. And yours truly, journalist, CEO, intern. Coffee runner. Coffee running, runner at the Pittsburgh Steelers game, Heinz Field. We will be there for you guys. Exactly. And I, actually, just a, a, a quick correction on the itinerary. I'm actually going to be going to the Rams and Seahawks game. We do have our insider Philip Rivers at the Colts and Bills game, so he'll he'll provide us all the coverage that we need from that. Oh yeah, how can, nice. how can I, I keep forget? forgetting yeah, about exactly. that guy. Um, I don't have anything else to. S- yeah, I know he's pretty forgetful. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have uh, Trevor Lawrence on the podcast next week. Uh, Doug Peterson couldn't make it; he's worried about getting fired, um, so he just didn't want to show face and talk about. It. Uh, <laughs> Well, we'll have a possible first-round pick, Trevor Lawrence, on the podcast next week. To uh, po- A possible first-round pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll drop. Something will happen. Um, Laramie Tuntle-esque or something. But, yeah, we'll, uh, he'll be on the podcast next week to talk about how it would possibly feel to be a number one draft pick. And Mark uh, go to my the words, Bill Belichick will release a video of Trevor Lawrence smoking weed to get him to fall – to the Patriots. That's exactly what I, I believe that. Up. I believe that. that Do that, you believe that? They're going to wind up with Justin next Fields. Podcast. We'll get we'll get both of them on here. They, I mean, everybody's fighting us every week to get on the pod, so um, we could potentially get Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. It's not a big deal. Money means nothing to us, so um, we could, yeah, but potentially get them on here next week at the same time. 
Yeah. Well, uh, that that's pretty much all we're going to have here tonight, guys. We, we appreciate everyone listening in. Uh, we'll be back to discuss the games from this weekend after they happen. Uh, and we'll obviously begin into a lot of exciting off-season stuff as teams keep falling out of the playoffs. So uh, keep on listening and do everything you can to spread the word. We also have an Instagram page, The Football Fools. Go ahead and follow that. Uh, and we'll be back here as soon as the games from this weekend are over. Bye. Yeah. Danger zone.